0: Hello, Health Investor. I'm so happy you're here with me on another episode of the Health Investment Podcast. Today, you're going to hear from Dr. Laura Sniper. Laura is a licensed acupuncturist and holistic practitioner with a problem-solving approach. Her focus is on using safe and effective therapies that give patients long-lasting results. But Laura isn't just any old acupuncturist. She was my acupuncturist when I lived in New York City. Prior to working with Laura, I didn't really understand the hows, whys, and whats behind the ancient practice. But being the inquisitive person I am, I'd always ask Laura dozens of questions pre and post treatment. As you'll see, she's super patient, thoughtful, and knowledgeable, which is why I thought she'd make a perfect podcast guest. And I was right. I learned so much from Laura in this episode, and I know you will too. If you've ever wondered which conditions acupuncture can treat, how acupuncture works, if it hurts to have needles in your body for 30 plus minutes, or anything else, I promise your questions will be answered by the end of the hour. We cover a lot in this episode. First, I want to share an Apple podcast review with you. Diana Lynn, one, two, three, zero left five stars and wrote, yes, Brooke's mission of cutting through the BS is so what we need right now. Thank you for taking the time to leave a review, Diana Lynn, one, two, three, zero. My ultimate goal is to cut through the BS. So I'm glad it's working. If you haven't already, I'd love to read your honest feedback. It really takes less than a minute to leave an Apple podcast review And each one means the absolute world to me. Each review also makes this podcast more discoverable, which means I can reach and help more people. Seriously, can't thank you enough for your feedback. All right, it's time to learn every little thing there is to know about acupuncture. Here we go. Hi, I'm Brooke Simonson, certified nutrition coach and host of the Health Investment Podcast. Here's the thing. You deserve to feel amazing. But here's the other thing. There are so many confusing messages out there. Week after week, I'm going to share tips and practices that actually work for simple weight loss and sustainable wellness, because I want to help you get healthy for good without any BS. When I'm not podcasting, I work with clients one-on-one. So visit the show notes to book your free consultation. And don't forget to leave a review so that others can become trim, energized, confident, BS-busting rock stars like you. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Dr. Laura Sniper. Thank you so much for being with me on the Health Investment Podcast. I met you in New York City through my own acupuncture journey. So I was just telling you off air that I miss seeing you and I haven't found a new acupuncturist out here in Oakland yet, but I'm super excited to talk to you today and for everyone to learn amazing knowledge about your field.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. So can you kind of share with everyone your story and how you got interested in acupuncture in the first place? Was that something you knew you wanted to do or did you initially go a different route or kind of how did you come to this career
1: So when I was growing up as a teenager I was really interested in holistic wellness and all those types of things but at the time either I didn't know that a career like this existed or you know if there wasn't as much of a need for it in the market and so I I did the logical thing and decided oh I'll probably just go to college and start the pre-med course because I was really interested in just treating people one-on-one, making big changes in people's lives, and that was something that always inspired me, and I thought I'll probably just go to the medical school route. When I started college, I felt a little confused because a lot of the pre-med students around me didn't really do a lot to invest in their health, in their wellness, in the health of their bodies. And it kind of disengaged me a bit because that's something that I felt if I'm going to help other people with their health, I wanna also make sure that I'm not being a hypocrite and I'm taking good care of myself too. So I started looking at other like holistic avenues and I did some research and I learned about acupuncture. I was totally intrigued, knew I had to try it, and I booked my first acupuncture session. And during that session, I came in just to experience acupuncture for the first time. I did not have expectations for what it could do for my health. And what completely shocked me to the core is immediately from that session, it helped treat a very long-term health issue I had for many years. And the results were immediate. And I was so shocked that I immediately decided I have to learn exactly how this works. And it inspired me to apply for school.
0: Wow. And so what school did you go to?
1: I went to Pacific College of Oriental Medicine. It There's a campus in New York City, as well as in San Diego, California. So generally, when you enter acupuncture school, it takes about three to five years of training. You are learning a lot about anatomy and physiology, pharmacology, and ev- a lot of the things that you would learn in a Western medical school. Along with that, though, you're also learning Chinese medicine and its rich history, and all of the acupuncture points, of which there are so many, anywhere from 300 to 400 is a good start. Um, And so a lot of that training usually takes three to five years, and anyone who finishes that training usually finishes with either a master's degree or a doctoral degree.
0: So it kind of, from what I'm understanding, your education blended sort of Western and Eastern medicine principles?
1: Yes. Um, the way the typical like school week or so to speak or semester, you might have a class on and like, you know, you might have like a whole year of anatomy and physiology. You might have like two semesters of learning about pharmacology and drugs and different prescription medications that your patients may be taking and how they interact with all the, like their health systems. You have a class on you have usually a whole year of learning all of the acupuncture points. So the education is very blended. It's great because if you um, feel overwhelmed with the Western medicine part, you have then a class that's more Eastern medicine. But if that's overwhelming, it could be nice to switch to something like, you know, Western.
0: Right. Do all of the acupuncture schools do that? The blend of both or are some solely focused on Eastern medicine?
1: In order to be... um, All of them are going to be blended because in order for you to be a licensed acupuncturist in most states, you need to pass a national exam, and the national exams require knowledge in both.
0: Oh, interesting. So if somebody maybe is listening to this and even thinking, what does that even mean, Eastern medicine versus Western medicine, how would you kind of break that down?
1: A lot of it has to just do with the history of different medical practices. Western medicine developed from a Western perspective which looks at the human body as different sections or different compartments. And it's actually a really great, great way of learning scientifically about something in nature. You start off with like, you can look at the circulatory system on its own and learn it really well. You could learn about the lymphatic system and really memorize a lot of how it works and how it functions. You have doctors and specialists who will specialize in, for example, cardiology, or gastroenterology. And that's a really great way of looking at the body in different sections. But at the same time, there could be some limitations from that perspective. In Chinese medicine, which is one of the medicines that have been developed from the East, the perspective is focused more on how all those systems work together. And this has a lot to do with how it developed culturally throughout time. A lot of the Perspective was influenced by Taoist or Buddhist practices where they viewed the world as everything being interconnected and everything always having a relationship with one another. So, a lot of those influences influenced the medicine where, when you looked at the body, you didn't just look at the heart on its own, you looked at the heart's relationship to other systems. And so, the medicine a very relational medicine. It focuses a lot on how all your systems work together and interact, and whenever there's anything happening that's out of nowhere, out of balance in any system, the focus is not just how do we fix that, it's how is it affecting everything else. And so in that way, if I have a client coming in and they're suffering from anxiety, I don't just treat the anxiety, I'm also treating how that anxiety affects their body and affects other systems too.
0: That's fascinating. Yeah. From what I understand and kind of my own belief system, I don't know if you agree or disagree, but it's not like Western medicine is all good or all bad. And same with Eastern medicine. I love this blend you're speaking of. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're in a car accident, let's say, and you're rushed to the ER, all of the modern medicines and technology and everything that Western medicine can provide is amazing and necessary in that moment. But maybe when it comes to more chronic illnesses or things like anxiety, as you mentioned, or preventative medicine, I mean, there can really be space for both. Do you agree with that? Or what's your take on that?
1: I 100% agree with that. I believe the future is integrative medicine and integrative healthcare, where we use both when they're appropriate. Um, Western medicine is something that I actually really respect, honor, and love. I think that the diagnostic tools that we have in the modern day are amazing and miraculous when you consider where we were 100 years ago. That said, every medical system has its limitations. Like you've mentioned, if someone is in, let's say someone is in a car accident and they broke their arm, they need to get imaging done. They need to go to the emergency room. They probably need to be on painkillers for a bit. Right. (laughs) That's so needed. And I, that's something that like, of course, that, those are the first steps to respond to that. That said, acupuncture helps for so many of those chronic conditions and things that affect lifestyle. For that person who broke their arm, they actually could get acupuncture the same day, just nowhere near the arm, and it'll help their body respond faster to the injury and heal out faster. Um, In the same way that, like, Western medicine is so good for helping with more intense conditions and diseases, whether it's through drug therapy or surgery, acupuncture is really helpful for like the day-to-day things we experience. And that could be like low energy. It could be gut imbalances. It could be sleep. It could be hormonal imbalances. A lot of what it's helpful for is helping us, our body self-regulate better. Often we kind of go through life and different health problems come up and they don't have to be big. They could be really small. But over time, we don't really take care of them. We don't listen to our bodies. And then eventually, they do progress to certain conditions and things like that. A lot of what we shine in is on the prevention level of helping keep you healthy so that your bloating doesn't become a chronic bloating issue, so that your sleep trouble doesn't become you know, full-blown insomnia. And then along with that, with keeping you healthy, if someone already has any type of chronic condition we help decrease the symptoms, we help the body self-regulate better, so that quality of life is tremendously improved. And while we're at it, we'll work on anything else that needs to be worked on.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. So I know this is a super loaded question that you could, I mean, that you've been to school for this. But if somebody right now is listening to this and thinking, how, what is acupuncture? How does it work? They know nothing about it. They've never seen an acupuncturist. How would you answer that question?
1: So acupuncture is a really old medicine that's been around for about 2,000 years. It originated in China, and acupuncture along with herbal medicine together were used as primary care in China throughout those 2,000 years. Um, For that reason, that's actually a big reason why acupuncture is so effective for treating such a wide range of conditions, and whether it's pain, whether it is immunity, whether it is like gut imbalances... Back in the day, you had your town doctor and if you were sick, you went to see them and they treated you with acupuncture nerves. And historically, the culture was really different, where throughout times in history, it was considered that that town doctor was responsible for your health. And if you got sick, it was considered the doctor's fault. They should have seen it coming. They should have prevented it. Mm -hmm. So it was considered the best doctor has the healthiest patients. So it developed from that mindset. And in the modern day, we have a lot of randomized control trials and clinical trials that show that acupuncture is effective for over 100 different conditions, which is amazing. And that number grows every year. Wow. In terms of how acupuncture works, there are different methodologies on how it works exactly. Overall, a lot of how acupuncture works is that each point we use interacts with the connective tissue and the fascia of the body in order to alter brain chemistry. What that means essentially is that acupuncture is really, really effective of helping your body self-regulate better. If you are in pain, we help the body and the brain release natural pain-killing hormones. And that gives more immediate pain relief. But let's say you're in pain because your shoulder hurts. We also do points that help get local blood flow to the area, which decreases inflammation and promotes faster healing. So there's a wide range of how it helps because, for example, if instead someone is coming in for sleeping trouble, we'll help the body self-regulate by balancing out melatonin and serotonin production and helping the body basically activate the parasympathetic nervous system better. So that sleep is a lot easier to get to.
0: Hmm. And then if somebody has several different things that are going on. Can you help them with all of those things in conjunction or is it best to see, to kind of work on one thing at a time?
1: It kind of depends on what those things are. Uh What's great about acupuncture is that, and like Chinese medicine in general, is that when we're looking at just one symptom, often we see a greater relationship. So I would say, talk to your acupuncturist. Sometimes it makes sense to focus on like just one thing at a time if it's a bigger thing. Mm -hmm. And even by focusing on one thing, a lot of clients find that, oh, my gosh, my digestion's better and we're not even working on it. Um, That said, a a lot of times acupuncturists will focus on more than one thing happening at the same time if it makes sense to in that treatment.
0: Yeah, and I guess um, from my perspective, I guess that would also make sense that you're seeing the body as a whole organism instead of segmented parts. So I guess that kind of would you know, if you're working on one thing, then other things could be positively affected as well.
1: Exactly. So sometimes a client can come in and they really only have one health goal. Maybe it's lower back pain. And a lot of the points that we do use are not just going to be located at the lower back. They're going to be on the arms and on the legs. They're often natural pain killing uh, points. They're often are natural points that help with anti-inflammation and other things. And what happens is that even if we listen to the client and only focus on the lower back, sometimes those points on those arms and legs will have a much larger effect because all of what we're doing is giving the body suggestions and the body responds in whatever way is appropriate for helping it reset or helping it self-regulate better. So a lot of times someone coming in for just something like lower back pain notices they're sleeping, has improved a lot, or they're less anxious. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that those points are just suggestions, and the body often responds by activating whatever hormonal or neurochemical pathways that are needed.
0: Right. I know that I initially saw you for just issues with menstrual cramps and Then eventually you had said I had had a foot surgery gone wrong so you could help me with the pain in my foot. And then I started to learn that you could help me kind of even ward off colds or every time I left, I had the best sleep of my life. So it kind of snowballed into me feeling better in a lot of ways, not just for the initial issue that I saw you for.
1: And that's a really common experience I find with clients of they leave the session expecting results from the main concern they came in for, but then notice other aspects of their health getting better. Um, And a lot of times just going to your acupuncturist regularly is educational because they will often spend some time talking with you and getting to know how you're doing this week. And if you mention, man, my foot's been bothering me or I'm running down with a cold, That's an educational experience to just learn, oh, acupuncture can help with that.
0: Right. So do most people see an acupuncture as multiple sessions or are some things treatable in just one or two sessions? How does that usually work?
1: I would say it's case by case. But for the most part, because acupuncture developed as a preventative form of medicine, a lot of how it works is cumulatively which Mm -hmm. means that for anything that is a chronic condition, you definitely need to be looking at acupuncture as something that you do regularly for a bit. That could be once a week for, let's say, five to 10 sessions. But of course, it's different case by case and based on what the focus is on. That said, it is a cumulative medicine. If someone comes in because they hurt their neck, let's say they slept on it funny and now they're in a lot of pain, I'll probably recommend acupuncture two to three times that week if they need it. But once they're feeling better, if they tend towards neck tension, I might say come in maybe once a month to do a little bit of a tune up to help keep it good or come whenever you feel like it's getting tight and we want to prevent an acute pain situation. So, It really depends on what's going on. But what often happens is that when you do seek acupuncture to help with different ailments, it does become an ongoing care type of treatment where once you're feeling better, the goal is now for you not to come as regularly. It might be once a month. It might be once every two months. But the goal is to get you healthy enough where if there's nothing new to work on, we can see you less regularly. But if there's something that we want to actively work on and make changes for, We want to see you more regularly during that time.
0: That makes sense. So you mentioned that initially you pursued just kind of the traditional medical school education because I think acupuncture and yoga, different sort of Eastern traditions used to be more fringe in society, and now they've started gaining popularity. But where would you say if somebody's hearing this and thinking, is this just another fad or is this going to be kind of a come and go trend or whatever? Where does that fit? Where does acupuncture fit in among all of these wellness things we keep seeing pop up on Instagram or wherever?
1: My hope is that acupuncture becomes part of everyone's healthy self-care routine or go-to and that it becomes as mainstream as yoga has become. It's an old medicine. It's effective for so many conditions. There are so many research studies and meta-analyses that show that it is so helpful and can treat such a wide range of conditions and can help so many people. So yeah. my hope is that it becomes more popular. What's super encouraging is that it, more and more hospitals are starting to hire acupuncturists mm-hmm. for different departments. Um, what, for example, some um, I've got a colleague who works at Sloan Kettering um, mm-hmm. and helps a lot with, with patients that are undergoing cancer treatment. Um, some stroke recovery centers also will hire acupuncturists to help anyone who is recovering from a stroke. So there definitely is a market for helping acupuncture become mainstream from like a wellness perspective, but there also is thankfully a growing market for helping acupuncturists reach patients who are having more serious needs as well.
0: So I guess that's a perfect segue into... Can you explain a little bit about your studio where you work and how that's kind of making acupuncture more accessible for everyone?
1: Of course. So I work at a studio called Within. And if you wanted to Google that, Within is spelled with no I's. It's W-T-H-N. Within is a new studio that opened in 2018. And the goal of Within is to help make acupuncture more affordable and more accessible to the community. What that means is that... when you are someone who is trying to find an acupuncturist, you will find that if you are looking into acupuncturists who have a private practice, often they could be wonderful, but it could be a little hard to afford it. I don't know what the affordability is based on different regions, but in New York City, it's usually about $150 per session, which could make it really hard for the average person to be able to afford into their monthly budget, especially if you need to be coming in once a week. Mm-hmm. So with that said, Within opened with the idea of how can we make acupuncture more affordable and more accessible and really help impact more lives.
0: That's amazing. Uh, yeah, we were talking a little bit before the before we came on air about how I initially saw a private practitioner in New York and it was extremely expensive. And then I found you through a friend or through, I found Within and then you, uh, but then now that I've moved out here to Oakland, I haven't found anything comparable to Within, and there's a lot of private practices, but I tried a community acupuncture location, and it just wasn't as relaxing and amazing as an experience as I had it Within. Um, I think it's amazing, and like you were saying, that it's more accessible for people, and it's definitely a lot cheaper, but it has its drawbacks. It's not as private and just overall relaxing, I would say. So I think that's the really cool part about Within is you're kind of blending the community acupuncture with the private practice. And yeah, just it's accessibility. It's so easy to book online. Um, Anybody who lives in New York City, it's literally the most amazing thing to do after work. You just go in, you get a tea, you can sit in this beautiful waiting area. The studio is beautiful. Um, I don't know, I've seen it maybe, or maybe I made this up, but is it called sometimes the dry bar of acupuncture?
1: there have been some headlines that called it that we got a lot of really positive publicity and press over the especially over like the first year that we opened which is, has gotten a lot of like positive attention and we've had a lot of people come in because they've read about us from different magazines or publications which is super exciting.
0: Yeah. For people who don't know what dry bar is, it's basically you just go and get your hair blown out and it's just made that very accessible to everyone. And I know they've started to do it at a place in New York with facials, Uh, but it makes Mm -hmm. sense. You know, all these things that may have only been afforded by the super wealthy now can be experienced by all, which is super cool, I think.
1: For sure. Especially when it's something that is so important for impacting your health. A lot of communities and a lot of people don't have access to health insurance or have really expensive health insurance premiums. And in general, we live in a time where it's sometimes is hard to get our health needs met or to find a doctor that could help us with whatever symptoms we're experiencing. A lot of the clients that I do see love coming to us and getting treated because it is more affordable. They feel listened to. We can treat so many different things And my goal is that for the future, more insurances cover acupuncture because overall doing that is going to help keep any population so much healthier and in the long run is going to keep health costs down because people will remain healthier for longer.
0: Definitely. And I will just say, I am not a very good napper on my own, but I always had the best nap ever when I would come to see you. Because you lie there for what thirty to forty five minutes usually.
1: Usually about thirty minutes, yeah. A lot of clients fall asleep. Um, it's not rare for me to hear someone snoring.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I heard <laughs> someone snoring when talking to
1: Yeah, um, a lot of people. For a lot of people, that thirty minutes of just laying there with those with acupuncture needles in. First off, for anyone who's never had acupuncture before, once the points are in they are comfortable and that's a time where you often will even forget where they are and during like those 30 minutes of downtime it's the perfect time to just relax maybe meditate maybe daydream or sleep or nap at within we have sound therapy tracks and guided meditations as well with like noise canceling headphones that really help people relax to a much deeper level but even without headphones a lot of people fall asleep or just get to this really positive place mentally where they feel afterwards rejuvenated and relaxed and just feeling completely like their stress is gone.
0: Yeah, I know you would always ask me what I was doing later that night and if I wanted to feel super relaxed afterwards or if I wanted to have more energy or whatever. Um, but during the actual session, yeah, I it was super relaxing. And you touched on one of the things I was going to ask, one of the misconceptions is the needle part. And it seems as if it would hurt that you have all these needles sticking in your body, but I can vouch. I do not like needles, but it does not hurt. Maybe initially, sometimes a teeny little prick going in, but not even, it's not like a shot or anything.
1: Oh, God. One thing that's really funny that most people don't know about me is I actually used to be terrified of needles. Really? I had a legitimate needle phobia growing up. Oh, Um, my gosh. When I was a child, I had the awful experience of Um, stepping on a toothpick that was coming out of a Uh, carpet uh. and it traumatized me and since then I couldn't even look at pointy objects without like breaking out in a cold sweat doctor's office visits were like I just couldn't visually look at needles and getting shots or injections Um, when I actually first realized I'd love to enter the world of acupuncture and become an acupuncturist my biggest obstacle was oh my gosh How will I do this when I'm also terrified of needles? Right. Um, What I did is I got regular acupuncture treatments, which helped because they helped me separate in my mind that needles did not always mean a bad thing or a scary experience, especially because afterwards I would feel so great. And even during, I would feel so great. And then once I entered school, I was already a little bit better by having a lot of treatments and then just... It took time and took practice. The biggest thing was just the visual. The positive from that experience is that I totally understand anyone who comes to me as a client and is scared because I was that scared client once a long time ago. And I know how to approach that and navigate that so that I can create a positive experience. And I'm always really happy when I have a client come in who is scared and who leaves feeling really positive.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't have a huge fear of needles, but I don't think anybody, I don't know, maybe some people do, but I don't think (laughs) most people love getting shots or having blood drawn or anything. But the fact that I could, I'm not a good napper and I don't love needles and I would fall asleep 90% of the time. I mean, it just goes to show it literally does not hurt. And you feel so good. I don't know if other people describe this, but to friends who'd never gotten it, I would say you almost kind of feel this out-of-body experience in a way or that all of your blood is moving around in your body. Do people say that or is that just me?
1: People do say that. And one one phrase that is common among acupuncturists is the post-acupuncture high. it's There's like a different – you're in a different place mentally and emotionally. I find for myself after acupuncture – for the next few hours, I'm, like, more creative mm. and less stuck in, like, my rigid thinking. And, like, more immediately, I could feel a little bit, like, sometimes a little less grounded and more floaty or, you know, kind like, sometimes you're at a place where you're more relaxed. And by being more relaxed, you're open to, like, new opportunities and just, you know, looking at the world differently, which feels amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I know I would describe it sometimes as maybe the feeling right after you got a massage or you definitely feel relaxed, but even more so like you're saying this rejuvenation or I don't know, you probably have to experience it. It's really hard to put into words, but you definitely do feel something different.
1: I'd say it's kind of like if you've ever had like a really good nap and you wake Mm. up and Your body feels so much better, but also mentally, you feel like you're inspired or just like at a different place and just relaxed and ready to, you know, do whatever you need to do.
0: Totally. What about aside from the fact that maybe people were afraid that it would hurt, are there any other myths or misconceptions that you could clear up about that you hear often? Or I think
1: like the most common thing that I sometimes hear is that a lot of people associate acupuncture with pain relief, which is a hundred percent true, but sometimes people think that is the only reason to go seek acupuncture. Um, Of course, we're super, super helpful for pain. And a lot of people come to us for the first time for pain, not knowing we can help them for other things too. A lot of what we're helpful for beyond pain is not just physical, like musculoskeletal pain, but also fibromyalgia, migraines, um, and, and like a bit of what we talked about already, if someone has any like chronic gut issues, if somebody has chronic anxiety, we are helpful in a lot of different ways for a lot of different conditions. A lot of people only learn that once they come to us for pain.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I guess that does make a lot of sense because I came to you for pain. And then I yeah. remember, yeah. I think a lot of athletes have sought it out for different issues
1: Mm -hmm.
0: in terms of pain. So that would make sense. Is there anything that acupuncture does not really help with? I mean, obviously we said if you're in, let's say, a car accident and you need your arm set after it being broken or something. But is there anything that you can think of that it wouldn't really help with?
1: Basically, any time where if I'm treating someone or I'm talking to a client and I sense that they need to see their doctor and maybe get blood testing or some diagnostic testing for it, we can still be really helpful, but for example, if I suspect someone might be anemic, then I can do all the points I can. But they might need iron mm-hmm. in their diet, right? And so, like, there are certain limitations in the sense of like if there we want to make sure that if there's a medication someone needs to be on, then they're taking it. Things like that. Um, a lot of clients come to us already with chronic illnesses where they are taking medication regularly and. Over time, by getting regular acupuncture, they may not need it as much anymore, and their doctor may tell them that they can start using off of it. But generally, if there is any type of condition where it is like highly, highly urgent, they take it, then they need to be taking it. Acupuncture is super helpful, but we often work best when we're in conjunction with Western medicine practitioners rather than people coming to us wanting to only seek our help, but ignore anything that their doctors tell them. From a Western medicine perspective.
0: Yeah, and I think that that right there is maybe another misconception that it is kind of this separate thing completely different from Western medicine or not able to work in conjunction with it. And I think it's really cool how you've explained that, that they're not completely separate, both have limitations. It's not just this fringe kind of woo-woo thing. It has an awesome place in terms of preventative medicine, pain management, so many different things. But in speaking with an acupuncturist, you can also kind of get some Western recommendations as well or referrals or different things. Yeah, for
1: sure. And sometimes we're the practitioners that will find the red flags medically. Mm -hmm. A lot of times if I'm seeing someone and I'm seeing them once a week and I have a conversation with them and I'm always checking in on their health and anything new – I'm spending often more time with them than they do with their primary care physician that they might see once a year. And so often as an acupuncturist, we have a higher chance sometimes of detecting medical red flags that the average person might not be aware of or might not consider as important to even mention to their doctor. And so we're often the ones who are making sure that clients are maybe checking in with you know, their thyroid doctor or checking in with their primary care physician. Part of what we do in keeping our clients healthy is making sure that if there is anything happening, that is a concern, we make, we connect them so that they are staying safe and healthy.
0: Real quick. I want to take a break from the episode to share one of my favorite resources with you. One of the BS messages floating around out there is that eating healthy costs too much. Honestly, I used to believe this myself. That is, until I discovered thrivemarket.com. Thrive Market is an online grocery platform that's essentially Costco meets Trader Joe's meets Whole Foods. I love that I can shop on their mobile app and have all of my favorite groceries, everything from natural wine to 100% grass-fed beef to nutritious crackers, everything, delivered right to my door. Last year, I saved over $1,000 shopping on Thrive. I honestly can't think of one reason not to love it. To save a percentage off your first order and see my full shopping list, click through the links in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. Do you have any amazing success stories, or one or two that you can think of?
1: For sure, and it's sometimes hard when you treat so many people. But I know what happens is like there are always like those stories that kind of stick out in your mind and bring you joy. Um, I have one client who I treated for, I think I have treated her regularly for about three months and she has Crohn's disease, which is a chronic condition that affects your gut health. And she was on medication for it. And when she came to me, she was also at a place where she was ready to make changes in her health and mm-hmm. really like try to help decrease her symptoms so that her quality of life was better. So we did regular acupuncture once a week for about three months. And after those three months, she was going to be traveling for the summer before she would see me again. And at the end of those three months, she went to her gastroenterologist who actually told her she doesn't need to be taking her medication anymore because based on her symptoms, she doesn't need it. Like It was the type of thing of things get worse. We could revisit the medication conversation, but for now, I'll actually want you off of it.
0: Right, and that's that an extremely was, yeah. severe condition.
1: Yeah, that was so so heartwarming because this is someone I work with once a week for three months, and we yeah. slowly saw these changes. Sometimes when you see these changes, and they feel slow, especially if it's just like once a week, I'm seeing that I'm seeing her, and you know, hearing about progress slowly. But looking back, it was a lot of progress.
0: That is so cool. Yeah. Any others stand out to you? Aside from myself, of course.
1: Another one, um, this was like, this speaks to how acupuncture could be helpful for post-traumatic stress and trauma. Mm. I actually had a client come to me who told me, honestly, that she was unfortunately a victim of sexual assault. And it had happened a few days ago. And she was just at a place emotionally where she told me, I just want to stop thinking about it. There's nothing else in my brain. That's all that's circulating over and over. That's what I want help for. And we did a treatment that focuses on trauma and just helping the system kind of reset after a traumatic experience. And afterwards, she contacted me and said, thank you so much. Immediately afterwards, it felt like I felt more normal and I could actually think about other things in my life. And that, of course, touched me deeply because with our medicine, we always hope that people respond positively and people recover and feel better. And it just felt like, um, it felt really heartwarming to be able to help somebody who was at that point in life where, you know, they, I think we've all had experiences that are really difficult and challenging. And anyone who has been a victim of any type of assault is going to have some trauma to work with, unfortunately, and being able to help but also, of course, making referrals to making sure that they like you connect them with a therapist and they get help and support that way is important. But still doing your part is really impactful.
0: Definitely. Is there any difference for men or women or even children? We haven't talked about that yet in terms of the type of acupuncture you give.
1: So with men and women, there's really no differences. Oh, okay. um, yeah, we all have the same acupuncture points the only difference that I could really think of is um, men and women might come in seeking help for different reasons right um but I mean maybe the only differences I could think of in terms of acupuncture is there's no points for the ovaries for men things right like right. that it's yeah. more just anatomical differences but otherwise uh, things are pretty much the same hmm. with children um chil- children are really interesting in that children tend to respond to acupuncture a lot faster than adults do. Hmm. And uh, I have a lot of colleagues who work with children in their private practice, which is really cool. Um, And acupuncture for children is different. It is different also based on the age of the child, whether they're a baby or a toddler or, you know, an active child or a preteen or a teenager. A lot of times with, for example, with like, young children you're not going to leave the needles in for 30 minutes right it's but the positive is they respond super quickly so first off not all practitioners will use needles for young children um Uh some will use either like a certain type of laser or a certain type of like massage techniques there's a japanese massage cell for treating children who have digestive issues or respiratory conditions called shonishin that is really cool and baby's response so fast to it um there are there's acupressure there are all sorts of different modalities practitioners will use for children based on their age and also their maturity level for younger children if they do use needles they might stay in for half a second or even maybe a few minutes at most and it also of course depends on the child and their temperament and how much they trust the practitioner what's great like i said is they respond super quickly and super effectively. So you don't need to do as much.
0: Huh. Fascinating. Uh, So you kind of touched on, you're excited that some Western medicine, maybe more kind of traditional conventional doctors are having acupuncturists on board. What else would you say is exciting for you about the evolution of acupuncture, how it's evolved over the years and kind of the future of the practice?
1: I get really excited by the fact that more, people, more and more people are learning about it and uh-huh. trying it for the first time and normalizing it. I know that acupuncture can sometimes be this thing that your one friend tried, but it's just this like weird alien thing that is kind of scary. Yeah. But as more and more people are introduced to it and try it and fall in love with it, the more people are getting the care that they need and elevating their state of health. And that gets me really excited. Um, back in acupuncture school, we would sometimes make a joke that if all the world leaders had regular acupuncture, we'd have a lot, a lot less problems in the world and more peace. Oh, because yeah. a lot of times, like, acupuncture is so good at helping the nervous system reset that whatever was really stressing you out after an acupuncture session, you are, you know, at a better mental and emotional place where you're not as stressed out by it. Um, you're not in this much pain. You're not in, you know, as much discomfort. And so a lot of times when we are physically feeling better, we have more energy. We're less stressed out. We're better able to handle the challenges in front of us. We are more patient with the people around us. We are able to be more present with our loved ones and our friends. It's, I think it's really transformative work. And I, I don't always know the far-reaching effects that we all have on one another just from daily interactions. But I like to imagine that with the acupuncture work that I do and my colleagues do, that it's this butterfly effect of oh, this person's feeling better. They're smiling more. They're positively, you know, and they're positive and present around their family, their friends, their coworkers, and how much greater changes that makes in our communities and in our society.
0: That's really cool. Uh, So if somebody doesn't live in New York and they can't come to within like me now, (laughs) unfortunately, uh, where would you say, I know you went to a really reputable school. I remember talking to you about that. Is there a place that you can find people who went to either the San Diego campus or the New York campus or like, how do you find a good one?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think what's challenging is that finding the right acupuncturist, it's a little bit like dating in that it's, yeah. it's, I think it's easier than dating, but it does mean that sometimes you might have to try a few different people before you find the right one. And I find that different people gravitate to, towards different types of practitioners. Um, and it's because if you're seeing somebody once a week, you should it should be an experience that's positive and where you feel you can connect to that person and share your private health information in a setting where you feel comfortable being vulnerable. And so there are a lot of amazing, amazing practitioners and you might go to one of the best practitioners ever but maybe their personality didn't click with you. So mm-hmm. I would say shop around a little bit, try to find like I try to find a location that is convenient and possible for you to go to regularly. And a practitioner where you feel like you could create like a relationship of trust in terms of like there are different state regulations throughout each state. And one other thing you can look into is if a practitioner is NCCAOM certified, which is a long acronym, but it is the NCCAOM is the National Certification Board that helps um, that like for most states, you need to be certified by them in order to practice but not all states require it. Oh, okay. So even, yeah, so they help um, they help create a standard nationally. So it could also be good to see if your practitioner is certified with the NCCA AOM.
0: So if, if you are not in New York and you were just looking for an acupuncturist, you would find somebody close enough to you that you can go regularly that you click with. And then is that the only certification you'd look for?
1: That's the main one. Along with that, if you want to try acupuncture and you know your health goals are, you know, if, if your health goals are something like you want to sleep better or you want to help balance things out hormonally, most acupunctures will be able to help you. But let's say you have like a really specific gastrointres- gastro gastron <laughs> sorry, let's say you have a really specific that's a really item. hard word. It yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> let's say you have like a really specific gut condition. You might Uh look into an acupuncturist who specializes in treating the digestive system. Um, Or let's say you have a history of like fertility troubles and you really want to find an acupuncturist that can help boost your fertility. It could be helpful to go to a practitioner who specializes in that.
0: Got it. That makes sense. Just just like with everything else, I guess. Yeah, you can find a specialist. Yeah. Well, all of this has been super helpful. Do you have any general advice that you would just give to somebody who's never tried acupuncture before but is now intrigued by this conversation?
1: I mean, I would say take the leap of faith. Try it. It could be something that changes your perspective um, and something that could really help benefit your health and
0: well-being for the long term. Definitely. When you were talking earlier about that, friend who goes and then talks about all of its benefits. That was me. So (laughs) (laughs) I was the one that people were looking at me like, what did you do? Why did you go there? But I do think it's so cool. I hope within continues to expand because your model is very, very cool, affordable, such high quality care and just so, so accessible and kind of removing that weird or out there otherworldly label from it you know just really it's in the heart of flat iron in new york city it's just right there so
1: for sure what we also try to do is just help educate everyone about what is acupuncture and how it works and what it could help treat and our goal is to really just normalize it as much as possible because when people view it as this like strange you know uncomfortable potentially like scary experience it's really hard to convince someone to try it but when you normalize it it's something so many people do people leave feeling fantastic it creates more of this intrigue and curiosity and we have so many clients come to us who've never had acupuncture before and who are trying it for the first time and we do a lot of out we do a lot of events in different spaces where people get acupuncture for the first time ever as well so a lot of what we do is just we are trying to help normalize it help people become educated about it and we are helping so many people try it for the first time
0: yeah and i think you I, you did a great job of explaining that in this episode because it's not as if all of a sudden you have to give up your primary care physician And see an acupuncturist. It's not this either or type of thing. It's both and you can have it all and all of it can really help you to optimize your health, which I think in the long run can only be good for that can be good for everyone, right? For sure. So the final question I ask all guests is in your opinion, what does it mean to make the health investment? It can apply to acupuncture or just in general, any way you want to take it.
1: The health investment is a mindset. It is the idea that there's no quick fix, that it takes time to get to a place where health problems start developing and it takes time to heal from that as well. With something like acupuncture, any client who comes see us regularly is making a big investment in their health, in making those changes and in getting results. Even if those results are not, sometimes they are pretty fast, but sometimes they take a few weeks or a few months to see. But taking the time in your day to focus on your health and well-being and seek help is something that is transformative, is something that builds up over time and is cumulative and sets you up for success in the long run. It's also looking at your body with care, with patience, with compassion and making these types of changes over time rather than being at a place where you expect these changes to happen overnight And then being upset with yourself when your diet didn't work or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever expectation you had set for yourself, just like in the world of acupuncture, where our goal is to help make those big changes, even if they take time. That's the same philosophy that is, that's something that could be applied for all levels of health.
0: I agree 1000% with everything you just said. Great, (laughs) And it was very well put. So, so insightful. Uh, I so appreciate your time. I know you had a busy day of work and I'm just really, really grateful. I heard some sirens in the background as we were talking and I loved every second of it. (laughs) I feel like I'm back in New York City when I'm talking to you. So (laughs) this was so fun for me. Uh, So where you mentioned within the studio you work at, which is WTHN, and I will also put a link to it in the show notes. But if people want to follow you specifically or schedule an appointment with you in New York City, what advice do you have for them for that?
1: So, right now I work full time at Within. And so, for acupuncture, I'm there treating patients Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And then the rest of the time, I'm doing behind the scenes work and helping make acupuncture more accessible. Um, So, that's where you can find me for acupuncture there. In terms of social media and all those types of things, um, I'm on Instagram at wellness with Laura, and my website is drlaurasniper.com.
0: Oh, cool! I didn't know you had a website. That's yeah. exciting. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, I'll put all of those links in the show notes. And I'm actually coming to New York City next week. So oh,
1: great.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna look at your schedule. This interview reminded me that I need to probably book you right now.
1: Right? We have been getting booked up pretty quickly, so I definitely oh, no. recommend. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good problem to have.
0: It is a good problem. It's yeah. Not for me, but for you. No. <laughs> okay, well, I will do that ASAP. Uh, but can't wait to see you next week, hopefully. And thank you so much for your time. Truly, truly appreciate it. All of this was so illuminating and amazing. And I miss you. And just thank you for all the great work you're doing.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I so look forward to seeing you next week if it works out, which I'm sure it will. We'll make it happen.
0: All right. See you soon, Laura.
1: You too. Thank you.
0: Well, that's all for today. Before the next episode drops, I'd love to chat with you one-on-one about the BS messages and methods currently holding you back. You deserve simple weight loss and sustainable wellness. So let's figure out how to make both happen. To book your free consultation, click through the link in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Health Investment Podcast. See you next week. All content in this podcast was created for general informational purposes only by a non-physician. None of the content should serve as a substitute for professional medical advice, treatment, or diagnosis. Always consult a qualified health provider with any questions regarding a medical condition and before making changes to your diet, lifestyle, and or exercise programs.